Hey family, welcome back to All Things Mommy Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about all things related to parenting. This is a safe place for moms to share their parenting experience in a non-judgmental way. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about five ways to support mothers. Yes, five ways in which you can support mothers. During this pandemic, it has been really challenging for parents. Um, I am a licensed mental health therapist, and I am also a mom of one child. And what I'm noticing is that I'm getting a lot more clients, um, predominantly women, a few men, but predominantly women who are coming in and just like really stressed out, feeling extremely anxious and just needing time to to recharge. A lot of these women are stressed out at home um, because for a while during this pandemic, we had to, you know, stay home and work from home and take care of our families. And that created stress and anxiety. And now that we're slowly opening back up, we are now going back to work and people don't want to go back to work because work is stressful. There's all of these demands and obligations that we have to meet. And so because things are so different now, parents, specifically mothers who are typically um, the caretakers for their family, we are looking for ways in which people can support us. So I was just thinking to myself, like, how do I thrive as a mom? How do I thrive as a therapist? What are the things that I need the most when it comes to uh, support? So I'm just going to give you five tips on what you can do to support a mother in your life. I'm also going to give you some tips on ways in which you can reduce your anxiety and stress. So the first tip on what you can do, anyone out there that's listening, whether you are a child or you are a friend or you are the co-parent, whatever role you play in a mother's life, uh, one of the things that you can do is show up for the person. Like literally just show up, like check in on them, check in, call them. Sometimes they may not answer right away. Send them a text. You know, if you have a close relationship with them and you kind of know the things that they like, show up, show up with a gift card. Here's a gift card to the grocery store. You know, with the with inflation and the prices of everything going up, that little gift card that you get for $20, 30 40 $50, even $10, you don't even know how much that would be appreciated during these times. We are living in some really challenging times. Um, so I know for me, if someone was to show up, check in on me and just be like, hey, I was thinking about you. Here's a gift card to your local grocery store. It's not much. But I just wanted to be able to support you as a as, as a mom because I know that you are a hardworking mom. And I just wanted to let you know that I see you and you're appreciated. I would probably cry. <laughs> Literally, I would probably cry um, because I would be so grateful just to be thought of. You know, oftentimes um, parents feel like they are alone. You know, whether you're married or you're single, it doesn't. 
exempt you from feeling alone sometimes in your parenting journey. And so just to be thought of, just to be appreciated. So if anyone out there is listening to this podcast and you know a mother and you appreciate that woman, I want you to think about a way in which you can check in on them. So yeah, you can check in by showing up, maybe getting a gift card uh, to a grocery store or even a gift card to like their favorite hair salon. You know, there's nothing like self-care Um a handwritten note. That's another way. This is all tip number one. So even if you were to write a letter and stick it in their mailbox or, you know, write a handwritten note, put it on their car. Hey, just thinking of you, you, you are a hardworking woman and just know that I see you and I appreciate you. So that leads me to my second tip, you know, as a mother nothing feels better than being validated and affirmed for and appreciated for the work that you do for your family so if you know a hard-working mother out there like affirm her to death like validate her feelings like just listen sometimes listening allowing space for that mom to vent You know, if a mom calls you and they just need to talk, this is not an opportunity for you to talk about yourself. This is an opportunity to allow a safe space for that mom to be able to vent. For those of you who are married or single, you know, we spend a great deal of time with our children. And I can say personally For me, having some adult conversation once or twice a week is so therapeutic for me just to be able to call up my friends or someone and just be able to say, hey, just checking in, just wanted to talk really quick and have an adult conversation and not (laughs) seriously, people think it is not a game. When you are a parent, it is not a game. You spend so much time with your children, you start to memorize their favorite songs, their favorite shows. It it becomes like you forget, like not that you forget that you're an adult because the responsibilities are still there, but you forget what it's like sometimes to have that adult interaction. And so when a mom calls you, because trust me, it's not often that we get free time to just sit around and chat it up without being interrupted. So if a mom calls you, you know, allow that space for her to just vent. And then when she gets done venting, I want you to validate her feelings, you know, in a way in which you could do that, you can say, I hear you. I hear you. Your feelings are valid. Or, you know, you can empathize with that person if you can, you know. I'm a, or just say something like, I'm happy you were able to get that off your chest. Um, and then affirm. Affirm that mom. Just be like, yo, I am so proud of you. In a genuine way. I'm so proud of you that you're able to navigate your parenting journey and do it so gracefully like just to hear things like that you know people 
take parenting sometimes for granted. Like, I think people assume that we're supposed to be super moms and we're supposed to have it all together. And a lot of times as moms, we feel like the effort and the hard work goes unnoticed, you know, or, you know, we don't always need validation, but it damn sure feels good when we get it. It just, it's, it just feels good. It just feels good to know that someone is noticing that you're doing a damn good job. And we don't do this for accolades. We don't take care of our family and our children so we can get pats on the back. That's not what I'm saying at all. But this job isn't easy. So when you hear that you're doing a good damn job, guess what? It makes you want to do a better job. It makes you want to keep going. It makes you feel like you're not alone. It makes you feel like, you know, even though you don't have it all together, um, that someone is noticing that you're doing as the best that you can. So that motivation is what keeps you going. So check in. Tip number one, check in and offer some type of gift card or something nice for the mom. Two, listen and validate the mom's feelings and affirm, affirm, affirm that mom. The third thing that you can do to help a mother in your life is give them a break. (laughs) A break. I can't tell you how many moms that I personally know that just want a break, a break away from their children, um, a break away from their husbands, a break away from the, the monotony of the day of doing the same thing over and over again. Sometimes we just need a break. So if you know a mom out there who looks like they need a break, how can you tell if a mom looks like she needs a break? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways you can tell. One, she if she looks like she has it all together, she probably doesn't. She need a break. Um, two, if she's irritable. Or three, if she's just spending way too much time with her kids and you notice that, just, you know, she might need a break. The thing about it is, sometimes as moms... We feel guilty. We feel guilty for asking for help. We feel guilty for asking for a break. Because society has like really programmed us to think that women are supposed to just do it all. And that is by far like the worst thing ever for us to even have ingrained in our minds. To think that as a woman, we're supposed to do it all. That... I want every mom out there right now to like write that, write it on the paper, write it down on the paper. I do not have to have it all together. I do not have to be a superwoman. I do not have to be strong all the time. I do not have to do it all. Like write that shit on the paper and stump on it, write it on the paper and burn it up. That's the belief that we need to get rid of. We don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be super moms. And we damn sure don't have to do it all. And it's totally okay to ask for a break. And sometimes we shouldn't have to ask. 
The people in our lives should be able to know us enough to look at us, to observe the situation and to just say, hey, looks like you might need a break. How about I take you, take your kid for an hour and you can go do whatever you want for self-care, whatever that looks like for you. If you want to sit in your car for an hour and listen to your favorite songs, do that. If you want to go get your hair done, do that. You know, and to be honest, an hour isn't even a long time. And during that time, about 30 minutes into that hour, I can guarantee you that that mom is probably thinking about her child (laughs) or (laughs) trying to figure out what the hell she's going to do on this break and watching the time because she doesn't want to be a burden to someone else. And so you guys have no idea what goes on in the head of a mother sometimes. And I'm not overgeneralizing. I'm not saying that all moms are like this, but I know there's a tribe of moms out there that can relate to this. And completely understand what I'm talking about. So yeah, give that mom a break. Let that mom do something or do nothing for an hour. And just be able to have that space away from their child. The fourth thing that you can do to support a mom. Is to keep your judgments to yourself. The reason why I created this podcast is because I wanted to create a safe place for parents to share their parenting experience without feeling judged or ridicule. That is the reason why I created this podcast. There is so much mom shaming out there. It's ridiculous. If a mom doesn't, if a mom, for example, if a mom needs a break, all of a sudden, oh, well, why is she sending her kids to the grandmother's house every other day or every other weekend? Because she need a break. That's why doesn't make her a bad mom it just makes her a mom who is actually a good mom because she recognizes that she is at a breaking point and before she takes that out on her children or her husband or whoever in her life she needs a place to recharge she needs the place to go and do some meditation or some self-care so that she can be her best self so that's actually a good mom Now, I know that there's this society of people who like to shame moms for, you know, going on trips and vacations by themselves or going to parties and weekends. Like, come on. Like, parenting is difficult, as I stated over and over again throughout my podcast. Every mom gets to decide what they want to do with their break. Keep your judgment to yourself. Keep your judgment to yourself, okay? Moms go through enough of internal dialogue all day, every day, wondering what can they do to be a better parent, feeling guilty about, you know, taking care of themselves. They go through all of this so critical stuff in their head most of the time. The last thing they need is for you, a family member, a close friend, a colleague, or even a stranger to point out something that they're 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 not doing right in your eyes to judge them for something that they really shouldn't be judged for so the fourth thing keep your judgments to yourself like i know you've heard the saying before your mom probably told you if you don't have nothing nice to say then don't say it at all like literally when you start to think of 
a negative comment to make about a mom who's doing the best that she can, I want you to try this therapy tip. I want you to counteract that negative thought and replace it with a positive thought. So for example, if you see a mom that says, I love my kids, but I don't like my kids. Instead of saying, oh, wow, she doesn't like her kids. Who doesn't like their kids? (laughs) You could say, wow, she was so honest and so transparent. Like, I love the fact that she is authentic enough to say how she really feels and not hold that in. Because holding that in can be stressful and it can make her feel like she's alone. Now she can put that out and acknowledge those feelings and get some support and maybe even see that other people sometimes feel the same way because the truth is you can really really love your kids just like you can really really love your partner and then there's days where you just don't like them that is perfectly normal it doesn't mean that you're going to do something harmful to them it just means that hmm, right now I'm not really feeling it I'm not really feeling it So that's normal. So don't be passing judgment on people for normal shit. Okay. So (laughs) moving along to the fifth tip and ways you can support a mom. Simple, simple, simple. I have a rule. Actions speak louder than words. So yes, earlier I said, you know, validate a mom, affirm them. Yes, we need that too. Words are great. But what we really need is just for you to follow through with your commitments. So if you are a co-parenting situation, or even if you're a husband, or even if you're just another guardian that's working out of a co-parenting type of relationship with the mother, You can follow through with your commitments. If you tell this woman that you're going to do something, do it. So that way she knows that she can rely on you. You become dependable. Because there's no no worse feeling than thinking that you can rely on someone. And then they completely let you down. Because they don't keep their word. And they don't follow through with their commitment. So now you're stre- now this mom is stressed out and anxious because she has to make up for your lack. So anyone out there who is um, in partnership, even if you're like an aunt or an uncle and you tell this mom that you're going to do something for her, do it. Because trust me, she is relying on that thing that you said that you were going to do. So again, actions speak louder than words. Follow through with your commitments. Just do the thing that you said you were going to do. And trust me, the mom will feel so appreciated. Um, She would just be so grateful just to have you as a part of her support network. And it would make her life a lot easier. So to review the five tips again. First, check in. Check in checking on the mom we can't always answer the phone we may not always reply back to your text but sometimes you just have to check in by writing a note or getting a gift card showing up in that way Two, validate affirm the mother's um, hard work that they're putting in there's nothing like knowing that someone noticed 
the things that you're doing. That feels good. That makes us want to do more, do better. Uh, what was the third one? Jeez, I forgot the third one. Three, uh, four was, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I have a brain fog. This is what happens as a parent too. Sometimes you get a brain fog and you don't remember what the heck you said. So instead of me like not sitting here in silence and trying to remember what I said, Go back and listen to what I said at the beginning of the podcast so that you can understand the five ways to support a mother in your life. I also said at the beginning of the podcast that I was going to give a few tips on how to decrease anxiety and stress. So for moms and also for dads and also for just general people out there that are listening to this podcast, if you're dealing with any kind of anxiety, so some symptoms of, of anxiety equals like excessive worrying, constantly worrying about something, um, you know, two to three days out of the week, you're worried about something, you're obsessing over something, difficulty sleeping, waking up in the middle of the night, again, probably worrying, have something on your mind, irritability, all of those can be like signs of like anxiety and sometimes even depression. So one of the tips that I would say is make sure that you're getting exercise. I know that sounds so simple. It's just so simple. I know sometimes simplicity is what fixes some of our stressors. Tip number one, make sure that you're getting exercise. At least exercise once a week, twice a week if you can. Daily, if you're doing it every day, like you're the bomb. But get out, take a walk. Get some fresh air. If you live in upstate New York, you know we don't get enough sunlight. So we need fresh air. Yes, we do. We need to get out of our house. Especially during this pandemic where we've been in this house for like two years. You need to get out and you need to walk. Walking, being in one with nature is such a great way to like relieve your stress. Two, try to drink some relaxing um, tea like I like to drink like lavender tea or chamomile tea or something that's going to relax my nervous system to me that helps reduce the anxiety drinking tea um, warm bath anything that's like comforting for you not food don't just be an emotional eater because that's not going to help it's not going to help you with your anxiety it's not going to help you with your depression and it's not going to help you with your body so don't just be emotional eating no drink some tea um something that's like relaxing a warm bath all of that can kind of help decrease your stress um also journaling i know that's like my favorite thing to recommend as a therapist it's like yo get a notebook Write down your feelings. Get See, the problem with excessive worrying is like you have a lot in your head and you have to find a place to put it. So I always tell my clients, like, you have too much going on upstairs. You have to find a way to get this stuff downstairs. So downstairs would be like in your notebook. Like, put that stuff in your notebook. Journal. Like, write out your thoughts. Um, get it out of your head. Put it somewhere else and you will see such a, a release and, sh- and anxiety with that because now it's like you, you kind of dealt with it by putting it somewhere. 
And then you, if you didn't fully deal with it, you can go back and look at your thoughts. And then you can process those thoughts with your therapist or with someone that you trust. So another tip um, to decrease anxiety is try mindfulness. A lot of times when I get really anxious or worried or whatever the case may be, for me, mindfulness would be playing um, some medita- guided meditation, some music. Um, I listen to uh, this meditation guide. It's called Boho Beautiful. It's on YouTube. You can do it for five minutes, ten minutes a day. That really helps put me in a space where I can just breathe and center myself. That's another thing. We don't take time to sit still. We don't take time to breathe. We don't even take time to notice what our body may be feeling. Some people don't even notice when they're stressed. They don't notice. They don't. They can't tell you. They just are constantly in survival mode, thinking about the next thing. And I'm telling you, you don't have to be like that. You don't have to always be in survival mode. You have to be able to slow your body down. And like sitting still and meditating can be difficult for people who are highly anxious. So that's why I recommend guided meditation because guided meditation, um, and again, you don't have, you don't have to like just breathe and it walks you through steps. It tells you things that you can say and do. So your mind isn't all over the place. It guides you through the meditation. So those are my tips for simple ways to reduce anxiety. Um, I also recommend that if you're feeling stressed during this pandemic, please, please, please reach out to a therapist. Um, Finally, you know, with this day and age with technology, you can Google everything. Like literally you can Google everything. If you're looking for a therapist in your area, put it in Google. Therapist in my area that takes this insurance, call your insurance company too. On the back of your insurance card, there should be a 1-800 number. If you call them and you ask them for a therapist that in, that takes that insurance, they will give you the phone number. So the therapist that takes your insurance. Um, there's like so much support out there, but you really have to be intentional about seeking it out. And I know that I'm a licensed therapist, but I'm not your ther- I'm not your therapist. I'm not your I can be, but I'm not your therapist. And this podcast is not for me to um, talk about my private practice or anything like that. So I just want to encourage you guys that if you if you need support, there's support out there. You don't have to deal with this alone. You're never alone. And everybody's going through something that you know nothing about. So be kind. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I recorded this podcast in the middle of the night because I'm a mom. So it's about 4.30 a.m. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Until next time, be safe and take time for yourself because you deserve it. Have a great day.